You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that usually means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. Make way for Dark Helmet. All rise in the presence of Dark Helmet. Every week, I'll be talking with leaders in and out of F3, including regular appearances for my shared leadership team. If I'm going to do this, I'll need my news team at my side. News team, assemble! We're here for candid conversations, to answer questions from around F3 Nation, to pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. And we're back. Hello and welcome back to the reboot of the reboot of the reboot of the 43 Feet Podcast. I'm your host, Dark Helmet. Uh, oh, and uh, I was just reminded we call it a three boot. The three boot. It's a three boot. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to see you, gentlemen. And uh, just to set the table for everybody, I am joined, as I am most every week, by members of the shared leadership team of F3 Nation. With me today is the nation's shaker of weasels, Mr. Gobbler, Eric Nowak. Hey, I'm glad to be back from uh, annual training. Uh, a lot better weather here than it was in Idaho. No doubt. We watched Gobbler send us many videos of things that he was blowing up uh, <laughs> and shooting at and other such nonsense as he played Army in Idaho. It was actually kind of kind of cool. Uh, also joining us, the nation's communications guru, the king, the head, the host of the most famous Circle of Trust podcast that has ever existed in the history of F3 Nation, Mr. Brian Hello Kitty Jodas. Award-winning, critically acclaimed, as you mentioned, talk of our friend's uh, work that he had been doing the last week. A dark uh, van has just pulled up in my driveway and men in sunglasses and suits have come out <laughs> as if they're here to take me away. So well, I didn't see anything. We'll miss you. <laughs> I didn't see anything. I am recording and video is recording. So if Kitty gets sort of drug off into the... <laughs> into the night uh, or afternoon, then uh, well, I guess we know what happened. Uh, and uh, the fearless and handsome head of sectors uh, here for the shared leadership team of F3 Nation, Mr. G.M.O. Yeah, but, and when you said head of sectors, I had to show my shiny, yes. my beautiful, beautifully shaped bald head. Um, yes, the bald head of sectors. The only, thing, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I get to blow up is my diet this last weekend for Father's Day. So if you guys had a, a great uh, Father's Day weekend. Oh my goodness. Can I just tell you, uh, I'm with you on that one. And I had a moment like on on uh, Friday afternoon, Saturday, as we're kind of leaning into the weekend. And, and I was like, I'm going to be really good. I'm going to be really, really good this weekend. I'm going to try really hard to kind of just you know keep myself under control, whatever. Well, I went out shooting with some buddies on uh, Saturday morning. And of course it was like, Hey, you want another, you know, meat stick, you know, here's some orchard. And so, you know, pounded a lot of that got home. And of course my wife's like, Oh, we made this, you know, and then it's pasta mm-hmm. for dinner and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday comes around and I was already like, just so full, so full. Cause I like on the way back from shooting, we ate Mexican food and I had like a burrito the size of my head. And, oh, and I was so full and I wasn't even hungry hardly on Saturday, but she made, you know, she reverse sears these steaks. Oh, I'm like, well, I guess I have to eat this. And she, you know, makes the mashed potatoes that I love. And, oh, I mean, 
tears of butter dripping out of my eyes as I, you know, ate the corn and all the things. But my gosh, this morning I was like, I think I'll skip the scale till tomorrow. <laughs> so I will say, I, yeah. on Tuesday. Go ahead, Gob. I worked out for the first, like really worked. I mean, I did a, I did a workout on Saturday with the guys, but like it's the first time I hit the weights again. And I skipped three weeks of workout because I was that drill and I had some nagging injuries. And I tell you what, that was, that was, that was rough getting back into it. <laughs> A uh, moment of personal privilege for a, for a moment of pride this morning. Continue. Cued at the Wolverine after, like you, uh, Frank, was a glorious, gluttonous Sunday uh, with family activities, burgers and cookie cake. And, you know, me and Vance Roseboro get together quite frequently, more than just on the COT. And our family spend a lot of time together. So we shot guns yesterday and then barbecued with the family and had some good food to eat. But I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to cue Monday morning because that's my way to you know, make good on some of the things I did to myself on Sunday and had a 15 year old out for his first post named him drumstick and got him to spill. And I could see in his eyes. We we're, we we're he- we had about 10 minutes left. I could see that look in his face. And I was like, Oh, he's close. And as we're <laughs> headed back to the parking lot for a few minutes of Mary, I said, I got to we got to sprint out the parking lot. Cause I think that might put him over and we sprinted out the parking lot. We hit the Mary and then he doubled over after COT and set my day. I was just, that's the best. It's the best. <laughs> my wife's like, Oh, you look really happy this morning. I'm like, yeah, you'll never guess. what happened. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is the time in uh, college. I had a buddy named Paul and he used to always go, you know, if the aliens could see us now, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. this, this is what we've chosen to be. Apparently. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. Well, gentlemen, the, uh, the nation is in good shape. I think, uh, not just physically, but I think, uh, in, in all aspects, we're continuing to grow. We're kind of hitting a stride here. And, um, but one of the things that we've talked about in the past, uh, amongst ourselves, I don't remember if we've talked about it on a podcast or not, but one of the things we talked about, uh, in the past amongst ourselves is, it's kind of this, uh, and it came up this week in the uh, the Nantan channel on Slack uh, as well. Kind of this idea that you know some guys have been coming out for a while, and they just they're like, uh, I'm not sure I'm ready to queue, or I'm not sure I'm ready to lean in like this, and I'm not sure you know, and they're just not kind of really willing and 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 wanting to kind of really take advantage of what's there, right? And and sort of put themselves out there to lead and and to do that. And then on the back end of that, I also noticed, and this is a, a kind of a common thing that, that we've noticed and we've talked about, I know we talked about this at our retreat that we had in February, sort of this idea of what's next and, uh, and what these sort of old timey, uh, if you will, guys who've been coming out four or five years, maybe they've served as a first FQ, maybe they've been the Nantan, maybe they've, you know, uh, served a site queue a couple of times or something like that. And then they've just sort of disengaged. And, and I don't know if it's because they feel like, oh, there's nothing left for me or, or what, but there's, there's an element where guys are afraid, it seems uh, like, to, to lead, uh, whether that's for the first time or whether that's after they've sort of held their position, they, they look at themselves as, I don't know, retired or something. And, um, and it's just, it's a little concerning to me. Um, and, and I'm curious as to some of your thoughts, obviously, uh, I have lots of them. Uh, and I will share them. I know it's, it's, it's absolutely astounding to think that I would just have thoughts that I would spout off, but, um, but I'm curious kind of what you guys are seeing in your regions. I mean, you're spread all over the country and, and you travel a lot of places like I do and, and uh, just kind of what you're seeing and what you're experiencing. What, what are some thoughts? 
I have seen some of that, you know, here um, in the the Puget Sound, where you got some really good hymns who they 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 hold a regional position and then they kind of fade into the background after. Um, and we've seen that, you know, Dark, you and I remember it was a very vivid scene. And I'll, I'll caveat this by saying I am not throwing anyone under the bus, but the scene was very vivid. And that was at the Charlotte Grill Ruck. Um, the it was during the welcome party, which had started a little earlier than planned. And uh, as it was going on, a couple of guys showed up in their golf shorts, loafers and polo shirts with some uh, brown liquor in their cups and lawn chairs to watch. And it was, again, got, hey, I got it. Do what you got to do. You're out there. If that's how you want to do it, that's fine. I, don't, I didn't know them. But it was a very stark picture of a bunch of men giving it their all, being watched by guys on the sideline who were leaders yesterday. And it was like, that. wow. Well, is this like, wow, what's going on? This is like just a metaphor of life in some ways. And it was something that I know you and I talked about afterwards. It's like, it doesn't need to be that way. But... No, it's a, it's a, I, I remember that. And it was very interesting because these guys were, some of these guys were, you know, Redwoods. They were day oneers, you know, and clearly they had bought into something, but then it kind of, it kind of dropped off. Gio, did you have something? Yeah, I think one of the things we just did wrapped up this last week was Respect Week. Um, and it was where all of the cues for all of the, I guess, probably in the two regions that did it, 25 AOs working out multiple days a week, all of the cues were Respect or respect, respect guys. So it's a, a way that we tend to spend a lot of time recognizing FNGs and BQs. How do you also kind of recognize and celebrate the guys maybe older in the wisdom, older in the age, but also maybe just guys just plugging away, watching things happen and, and guys get celebrated. Um, and I think it's just, you know, important to really, you know, pour into the guys and, and make sure that you're celebrating kind of all contributions and, and all ages and phases of life. Uh, one of the things we did with that is a lot of the COTs called out why we say respect, which is because we probably earned it, but then also we need to keep earning it. Mm. And, um, and also just kind of making ourselves available to um, be stones to the blades. So whetstone relationships. Uh, kind of open ourselves up to make sure that we're allowing guys because they said, hey, this is, sounds like something I might want to do. Uh, I thought it was just one way, like you were only sharpening me. And, you know, for me, it's like, as we know, in whetstones, it's you're also keeping yourself sharp and you're keeping yourself becoming a, a mascot saying one thing, but not really living it in your life. So I think it was a pretty transformational week for for the for the guys in the Midwest here. I don't know, Gobbler. I remember being a senior in my fraternity and going to intramural sports and watching the younger guys play and taking a few cups into that App State gym and giving them a hard time. So maybe those guys were looking to just, you know, do this. Because I remember watching that too. It was, it was kind of, I actually thought it was kind of neat because I was like, I feel like they're kind of there to pay respect to those guys that are going through the ball buster of that GTE. But it is an interest, it was an interesting dynamic on that day. And you can view it right from a couple different places. I've got some thoughts on motivating guys back into leadership at home, but we can come back to that where it fits in the conversation. But one thing I've seen locally is, you know, you often assume that the first staff site cue, right? So all the guys that are site cues at all your different AOs, right? You got probably two guys on average that are site cues at an AO. And it kind of makes sense that you look for a guy that maybe he's been in your region for six months or a year and is on fire for F3 and really picking it up and folding into his daily life. We've had a, cause our region has been around for six, seven years at this point. We've had a bit of a resurgence of some of the older guys coming back in 
to take AO site queue duties back over again. And maybe they were likely site queues when this whole thing started for us locally six, seven years ago. But some of those guys are intentionally uh, asking, hey, hey, I'd love to I'd love to come back into it. But I also think you got to look around as a local leader and say, so say you've got a region that's got a few years into it, right? You're getting a bunch of new guys in. Again, I feel like naturally you want to pass it off to those guys, but you might have some knowledge in that older, they don't even have to be age older, just they've been around longer to, to lean back in and bring those guys back into a full. So I think that's an e- seems like a low hanging fruit way of, hey, we got some great leaders. They've been around F3 for a while. Maybe they are older. Maybe they're respect guys. Maybe they're some honor guys. Maybe they're just waiting for you to ask them. Hey man, you, you're at this site all the time. Would you, maybe you jump back in here. So that's something I've seen locally from some of our older guys jumping back into that site queue role to kind of re-engage a little bit, which has been cool. Yeah. I, um, you know, you, you look at this dynamic of, you know, you have age differences and you have some guys, the guys that have, you know, they've done things and then they've gotten older. And uh, one of the things that always bothered me or recently in um, among, when I go to church is seeing this dynamic where everybody's split by age. And so you have the golden ages group. And I don't know if it's, you see it in your church is not, but I saw it grow, growing up where, you know, older than you, Gmo. Um, and, but they, these senior citizens get together for all their, their, these things that they do, dinners, breakfast, whatever, but they never seem to socialize with the younger guys, the guys in their fifties and forties and thirties. And to, to develop these mentor, mentee mentor relationships, and as someone in my 40s, um, you know, my birthday's here in about, I think, three weeks. I, and to be honest, not, um, I, my father's not, he's not even capable of mentoring me anymore. I mean, he's, he's got Louis body dementia. His brain is gone. Mm. You know, I can't go to my father for advice anymore. Um, and so who, who's going to fill that role? And, you know, a lot of us before F3, to be honest, we probably sought it out in church for those of us who went to church. And the churches didn't do it because they separated men by age. And so you never socialized with older men unless you were like really seeking it out. And so F3 is that place where we can rub shoulders with men that are older. And it really bothers me when a guy goes, oh, I can't, I'm too old. I can't work out. It's, it's not the point. I mean, yes, it's the point, but it's not the point. You know, it's not, it's not everything. And so, you know, if you've been a, a leader, if you've done it, if you've been in Nantan and Maybe you don't want to step up and, and quote unquote be an official leader. Got it. We've all got things in our lives, but that doesn't mean that your presence doesn't isn't important in the workout. Yep. That's you know, a and really, I've gotten, yes. I've gotten guys, I've told them, I said, they're like, oh, I'm, I got a bad knee. I can't come. I said, fine, show up for Q source. They're like, what? I can do that? Hell yes, you can just you can show up for Q source after the workout if you're on the IR. I mean, absolutely show up for Q source. Um, and some of our best Q source discussions is when I shut my mouth and let someone that's older than me talk. Most of my interactions with you are best when you shut your mouth. Hey, no, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but no, that, those are really good points. And, and I think that's one of the things too, is, is because our world uh, looks and says, well, if you don't have a position, then you're not a leader. And we forget sometimes, and I think we default to that and we go, well, if I don't have a thing to do, then I'm not really, then, I, then I'm not needed. I'm not, I'm not useful or whatever. And you know, I'll tell you what, I'm too old to work out. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Somebody call Red Baron, tell him, tell him, see, see what he has to say about that. He'll, he'll have something to say about it. Yeah, I'm certain he will. <laughs> you know, Gmo, I, I think it was you who said there was a, 
we kind of talk, and, and we've talked about this, uh, uh, you know, offline as well. Sometimes about kind of this idea of an ideal packs, mm-hmm. and like what you know, what are we shooting for there? Like what what is what is sort of an ideal timeline or an, an ideal life cycle or whatever? What is an ideal packs to you? Uh, he's at least six one, brown hair. Bro- he's tall, oh, dark, and handsome. <laughs> he's usually got a beard. His name's Hello Kitty. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's not what you meant. You know, a lot of the ideal packs is going to be, and and we refer to this as a past antenna a past leader as I'm going to fold into becoming the ideal packs. And that's the guy that shows up on time. It's the guy that's picking up the six. It's the guy that making sure the culture, uh, it may be a guy who says, Hey, there's a gap. I'm going to step up and lead that. Even though I've been a leader, uh, in other places, uh, as you know, example would be to start what whetstone relationships and really promote that and get that off the ground and, and really help start new things that need to happen in your region. If your region does a 43 feet kind of um, planning session, uh, make sure that you're thinking of those guys that uh, maybe have led to help lead other men um, in the initiative or maybe even in their own lives. I'm going to fold back to something critically. I think that uh, Gobbler said, you know, can't go to my father. And I think for us to recognize the diversity of ages, uh, hopefully in your region, Maybe you can have a, a guy in your kind of uh, proximity that is going to be paying attention to you and love on you and maybe help you recover uh, from maybe what your father did or said to you that you're stuck, you're locked up. Um, so I would encourage younger guys to reach out to the older guys and, and the older guys to be available for those types of kind of unlocking relationships and conversations. Um, I'm going to push it back to you, Dark Helmet, because I know you shared yeah me an ideal packs behavior or something you uh, <laughs> uh, locally as well you want to tell us about that uh sure well you know uh, you've asked me before um and, we, and we've talked about it some you know just amongst ourselves at different times like kind of the you know let's be honest at some point whether it's a year from now or three years from now right or whenever it is i'm rolling off of this thing somebody else is going to be the president of f3 of course that brings me great consternation because naturally I'm the best choice forever, but no, I'm just kidding. Right. Like at some point it's just, I'm not going to be useful to the organization. You know, my skill set will have run out and the nation will need something different. And at that point, it'll be time for me to get out of the way. That's like the best thing, you know, that could possibly happen. Right. Um, And so I've thought about still uh, you just, cause you, what you asked was, is, you know, is F3 like a lifelong thing? And I think that's really the, the decision that needs to be made in every man's mind, right? Uh, for me, it absolutely has to be. I'll never be consistently fit. It will. It will never happen uh, on my own. If I if I stopped attending, you know, F three workouts, one hundred percent guaranteed. There is no chance in hell. I'm not going to a gym. I'm. Not, I mean, I tried when I was injured, you know, to go to the gym a little bit myself and swim and other BS that was terrible. I mean, I, I, there's just not a chance, right? And so I think about uh, not a ton, but some, you know, like, what am I going to do when I'm done? What am I going to do when I roll off? What am I going to do when it's not my, you know, my turn in the seat, you know, or whatever. Right. Um, And hopefully they never ask me to come back. (laughs) Um, But uh, one of the things you're talking about was, and I just did this a little while ago. I just, and it was, it was because I was injured and I couldn't get out and work out. Well, I wasn't injured. I mean, I had surgery, whatever, but I was, I was unable to go and, and participate in the workouts. Right. And so I was sitting and looking around going, how do I stay involved? How do, what am I going to do here? And I decided that one of the things that we were lacking in the fort 
uh, and not because somebody just wasn't doing it. It just was a gap that was kind of there and, and wasn't being addressed. Cause I don't know if anybody even really noticed. Um, and part of that's because it's a pretty well-oiled machine after so many years, you know, and like, you just kind of, you get in the groove and you keep doing the thing anyway. So I looked and said, you know, there's, there are guys who are accelerating. I mean, they're clearly, they're getting after it. They're getting after harder workouts They're They've been out, you know, a few times, some of them, you know, they've been queuing, you know, pretty you know, pretty regular every couple of weeks or so you'd see one of these guys pop up on a cue sheet, you know, some workout somewhere. And, uh, so I went to our, uh, our Nantan at the time who was shady. And I said, uh, Hey man, um, give me a list. Cause he was talking about what do we do for these guys, you know, to some degree. And I said, Hey, give me a list. Wh- who are these dudes that are like the guys that are just getting after it now in very typical helmet fashion, I jumped in with very little plan uh, of what to do <laughs> and how to do it best. But I just grabbed, you know, I, I wrote a uh, personal invitation to about a, uh, maybe two dozen guys and said, hey, you have been identified as the next leaders of the Ford. And therefore, I would like to invite you to something I'm calling the accelerators. Mm. And you're going to come and sit. And on Thursday morning, you know, we're going to hold a little court, you know, after the workout. So join me. Right. And so, you know, we, I, I, probably the first day, maybe 15 guys or something out of the two dozen, you know, showed up to see what it was all about by the time it was all said and done. And I'm making it up as I go. I was like, oh, it's a six week program. I'm saying that on the first day. I have no idea. <laughs> no, no idea. Oh, sure. Six weeks seems good. We'll do this for six weeks. And I was like, in the first two weeks, we're going to do this, you know, like, well, and, then you uh, get shirts. And you're like, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? You did it's, free delete, right? And it's you- funny that you say that, but I did make them sure it's kitty. That, that yeah. is what happened. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, I didn't know what to do, but I, I grabbed an older, you know, not an older in, in age, but a guy who had been around a while, you know, I mean, we actually are the same age, actually might even be a year younger than me, but he's been in F3 as long or a year longer than I have. Right. It actually was the guy who named me uh, my first workout. Um, and uh, he was like, I'm going to say maybe a little structure would help here. Uh, and I was like, okay, what do you think? And he was like, what if we go through free to lead for a couple of weeks? And then we hit Q source kind of high points for you know, a few weeks and then kind of call that the program. So that's what we did. Now, after the fact, it's like uh, that probably wasn't the best program, but the idea was solid. And the principle was solid. And so now we're working with the, the local weasel shaker who's band camp to kind of, and he's an educator. Uh, so that works out well. And he's putting together kind of some real bones to it, like some, you know, a real actual structure so that it could live beyond me. Right. And, and so there's an actual curriculum and it's not just me just making stuff up that week and going, Oh, let's talk about this this week, you know, whatever. Right. So, so that's sort of what happened. And, and the intent is to have a guy come, Right. So you maybe five, six, seven guys, whatever it is, they come, they learn, you know, for call it six weeks. And then at that point in that six weeks, surely there are some FNGs that have come out or guys that are at that next level of acceleration. And they, I will then apprentice, right. I'll go with them and, and they'll start their own group of three or four guys and so on and so on and so on and let it proliferate that way. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it kind of becomes a self-sustaining thing, but we need a, there has to be a structure to it. And I'm not, I'm not a structure guy. So, but, but that's, that's, I think that's what you were asking about. And, and that's one of those things that I intend to do forever because my personal mission aligns, you know, with the F3 mission. And, and that's one of the things we'll talk about in a little bit, I think is, is maybe one of the answers, but um, Kitty, you, you had said you had something. Well, I think want. there's, I, what I drew out of your point was though, is that you identified those guys and, and, basically told them they were doing this thing right so you had you had to you had to be in a moment 
where part of F3 was taken away from you. It caused you to be reflective and open your eyes a little bit and see something. So it, it might mean for us too, as leaders then that we must sometimes take some things away from ourselves so we can sit in a position to just look and review it and open our eyes up and then be willing to say to a guy like, I've noticed you do this. So it can be like, let's make it tangible for we're trying to coach along guys who haven't queued, right? So just watch all the new guys in the workout and then just make something up. So check this out. Hey man, I noticed you're really good when we're leading sevens, like you're out in front. I'm queuing today. Would you mind leading the sevens up this hill? So now he's queuing in the middle of the workout without you even signing him up on the cue sheet. Dude, you did a great job. You need to get on the cue sheet next week. <laughs> like just identifying opportunity for the next man to step up, whether he wants to or not, because <laughs> we need him to. Yeah, 100%. Right? And sometimes you just got to be asked. Yeah, you know, I was, as I was thinking, listening to it, y'all say, I think there's there's a couple questions there that I think all, all, all men kind of have to ask themselves at some point. Um, so what GMO said, you know, kind of, do you see yourself doing F3 for the rest of your life? And if not, why? And if so, why? So to me, the answer is yes. I, I can't see a time not being connected with F3 because F3 provides something that I can't get anywhere else, you know, um, man, it's just the fact of life. Right. So, so if you, because it's more than a workout, Gob, right. Exactly. If you're just going for the workouts, then yeah, maybe you could go to a CrossFit gym or you could go do something else or whatever, but all the other things, I'm not going to walk away from all those experiences and the life lessons and the shield locks and all the other guys that have all these other things that I can add into my bucket and take with me. Yeah. So once you once you answer that question, you know, and, and maybe the question is no, F3, I'm only gonna I'm gonna take it and I'm fine. You know, we can deal with that question in a bit. But once you answer that question, yeah, I, I'm going to stay in F3 in, until I'm separated by death. And even then, I think the heaven will have an F3 AL, I'm pretty sure, but they don't already have one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bro, St. Pete, St. Pete's leading birthday. I'm the uh, I'm the Q, I'm the site Q of uh, uh, F3 Pearly Gates. <laughs> so, this is the Saints AO. Welcome to the workout. <laughs> but what I'm reminded oh is, um, I'm sure, like Dark Helmet, he, he probably peruses LinkedIn probably an hour a day. Everyone, I get on LinkedIn and I'll peruse things and I'll see things. And one of the things I've noticed recently is, um, and I think Katie probably uh, probably kind of resonate with you is these two and three star generals get to the end of a 25 to 30 year career, and they got to figure out what to do. And these aren't like your run of the mill guys, like these are high level people. And they, and I've noticed that as they are coming to the end of their career, their LinkedIn profiles kind of do this morph and to where they, they come up with some, something that they are, that, that, that defines their thing, um, whatever it is. And, and that's kind of, I kind of look at it the same way. Like, you know, if you are, if you're an F, there's going to come a point in your, not even F3 career, it's your, your life that you have to be about something, right? You, you, what is it that just is? We call it, you know, F3, we call it our personal mission, right? What is it, your mission in life? And then once you def, once you discover that, once you know what it is, then do it, whether it's in F3 or whether it's out of F3, do it. But F, once you understand and believe that F3 is going to be part of your life, then just lean into it. The rest of it will figure itself out. Um, I kind of have this saying in the Army where, you got to be at the table to have an effect. If you're not at the table, you're not part of the decision. You're, you have the decision acted upon you. And it's kind of the same thing. Like you got to be at the table 
and I think a lot of guys, when they take themselves, uh, they take themselves away from the table voluntarily. Call it self-select. We tell, you have self-selected yourself out. And what I'm telling you is, hey, stay in, stay at the table. Maybe, maybe you're not happy with the table today, but if you leave the table, it's never going to get better. So, Kitty, you got something? Yeah, no, I mean, um, so let me hit on that three-star general example real quick. And my dad wouldn't mind why, me sharing why? the story. Because yeah. you know one? I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> Red Baron wouldn't mind me sharing the story at all because he shared it. I saw him stand in a circle of trust in F3 Carpex two or three years ago and say, I have not seen this level of camaraderie since I left the fighter squadrons. And I've been looking for something like this in my life. This is a 65-year-old man who's got an accomplished record, loving family, dedicated wife, loves his God, his family, and his country. Still had a little bit of void, right? Still had a little bit of space to fill in that void after leaving. still had a lot to give. And still had a ton to give and found it in this incredible organization that we have. If that doesn't get you fired up for what's happening around here, I don't know what will. Yeah, I think I was just going to build on that too. It's like, it takes me three days to become a sad clown and I don't want to be retired. I don't want to fade out as the super sad clown. Right. So, and the other thing for me is I have noticed it every day. It's a reset button. I get to push for things I didn't do or didn't get done or can kind of beat myself up a little bit. I get up, I work out, I get reset and I can tackle the day. And I want to be able to tackle, you know, the rest of my life, no matter what age I'm in. The other aspect of this too, is a lot of guys love being a father, a coach, a mentor. And this is an amazing opportunity to stay engaged with the culture, to stay engaged with other men in their lives, share your life, share your journey, share 43 feet out of seeing a guy with young kids or teenage kids or aging adults, whatever phase we're in. And you just want to help. You want to help serve uh, that man and that man, that man and his family in ways that you wouldn't be able to do uh, very often if you're going to fade away into your own isolated world. Uh, it's very it's very much of a unique opportunity, not just to stay fit, but to stay engaged and uh, provide a service and to share and spread the love. It's amazing. I'm looking forward to working out with you guys for the rest of my life. <laughs> as long as i can keep up with you i don't i don't know it may have to be like a is there a walker ao like a like a jazzy chair ao or something like i can <laughs> there's a wheelchair i think ao that uh, i think somebody sparked up so there's gonna have to be a walker ao i mean there you go right um you know what one thing that kind of occurred to me as you guys were talking and, and i don't know what the right answer is and i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or anything as they're listening to this but I wonder sometimes, is it selfishness or are guys just lost again? You know, they've disengaged. They disengage. Is it because they're, they're thinking of themselves again and they're going, well, you know, I'm too busy or I'm too this, or it's too early again, or, you know, uh, or like, what is it? Or are they just, are they just feeling lost? Or are they just kind of focused back on themselves or what, what's going on? Oh, I, think I think it's a couple of things. I think one, it's a, um, you begin to focus on you. It is a little bit where you begin to focus on you, right? Well, I could use this time better, or I don't need this. Or it, 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 somewhere in there is an I, is a, is a statement that's focused on you, your needs, and what you think, what you perceive you need. Uh, and I think it's also, you know, some people, again, we're talking about guys that have done F3 for a little bit. We're not talking about maybe a guy that's shown up for two weeks and doesn't. We're talking about a guy that's done it and has stepped away. Um, I think it's also that what I think it was Kitty said, it's like this belief that if you're not in a position, you're not doing something. And that's 
you know, can't be any farther than the truth. You know, you, you have value, the organization, you have value in the organization just by showing up, period. Your value is not because you're an anti Your value is not because you're the first FQ and second Value because of who you are. And when you show up, you bring it. And maybe sometimes we need to do a better job of communicating that. But it's, it's like any, if you think your value is based on what you're doing for the organization, then yeah, it's easy to go, well, I'm not, I'm just showing them where oh, they, they won't miss me. And that's horseshit. I think in any good region, you are missed if you're not there. It doesn't matter what your position is. I think the other thing that's a challenge is the humility, the pride. Mm. And if you're not at 100%, you don't want to show up and have to modify. Um, I tore my uh, rotator cuff February 9th on some black ice with a rock on my back. And I have been saying to guys for years, you should still show up. So I've had to be that guy showing up where I can't do a Merkin. Right. And it's a bit humiliating, but it's also showing some vulnerability and that you need this more than you need to be the guy that's the 12 and out front. And um, I think it's just important to call those guys out. Uh, don't let them get away with staying home or, or being hurt. If they're hurt, if they can still do upper body, encourage them to start a black ops, just doing upper body, right. Where they don't yeah. have to run if they've hurt their knees or whatever. It's like, keep pivoting. We keep saying we're a lizard organization. You need to be a lizard man and you need to lead in very dynamic and agile ways uh, to make sure that you're keeping this connection and the fellowship mm. uh, just as critical, no matter kind of what you're going through. GMO, the, Here's what I've seen. <laughs> I'm sure you have locally. Uh, if you're feeling some sort of way about I've got an injury or a physical ailment and I, I don't want to go out to the gloom because all I can do is walk today. These men, these men, you men are dying to help you. They can't wait to help you. It is in every fiber of their being to help you. The moment a guy is vulnerable enough to say, I've got this issue. I, at least I've seen where I am. Guys are lining yeah. up down the road to help yeah, you. They're falling all so, over themselves. They're falling all over themselves to come to you out of love and care, right? Yeah. So you got to disavow yourself of that notion, Bigan, and yeah. and get, <laughs> right. And you got and so if if you're the guy who's struggling with that, believe me, these men are standing by, ready, willing, and able to do whatever they can in their capacity to help you. It is true. My problem is, or was, my pride. Sure. Just like you identified it, yeah. it, it hurt. I mean, I remember here I am walking, you know, I tried, I got out. I thought I'm not going to be that guy. That's, you know, I, just cause I had double knee surgery doesn't mean yeah, it's well documented. Yeah. <laughs> I know the idiot. Yes. And my moron self out there on crutches, trying to pretend like I'm doing something. And then after a while I realized um, I just can't keep up and I don't have the crutches as a crutch mm. to show that i'm injured you know mm -hmm. and i just couldn't keep up because my knees were just not they just weren't there and then what's really been embarrassing is uh my knees are doing a lot better thank goodness after almost a year uh and but my cardio is garbage you know like <laughs> i cannot keep up uh, i am not in as good a shape as i was uh you know a year ago uh even even with the knee pain then you know like mm -hmm. i just i have not gotten all the way back yet uh, it's getting better but I'm still not there. And it has been uh, horribly difficult so, at certain times. 
yeah. in the past when, when I, I could not keep up or I could not do certain things. And I remember saying, but guys, I'm the president. Like I can't show up and not do the thing. Like I have to be the guy in front. And I had a couple of good friends, double D uh, who's in Antan now uh, band camp, who's the weasel shaker now in, in, uh, in Fort Mill where we are. Um, and uh, I mean, they just, they were kind of relentless and just wouldn't let me off the hook and kept telling me my shield lock was, <laughs> they love telling me what a baby I am, you know, <laughs> they get a big kick out of it. <laughs> Go ahead, Gob. You know, I, um, was a conversation I had with Dred probably 18 months ago. He asked how I was doing and I, I couldn't, <laughs> I'm accelerating into headwinds. Um, and, and that's been, you know, how I felt the past year plus. I mean, and I think to be honest, we all go through a period of that where it's like, you know, you are working hard, you're working hard, you're pushing, you're accelerating and by all looking around. But yet when you look at the results, you're like, damn it, where, where is it? I'm not faster. I'm not rucking heavier. I'm, I'm, you know, whatever it is. And it's this idea of like some, some times in your life, some seasons in your life, you can go by different names, but like it's, you're accelerating into headwinds. And, and I think something we have to understand, we're not responsible for the environmental conditions of which our life has taken us, whether it's a desert, whether it's the mountains, whether it's, you know, I've, I, um, I cycle and I have cycled. Anyone who has cycled knows that if you get a headwind, it is the most demoralizing experience in your life. You're working, you're working, you're working, and you just aren't going anywhere. And you just, it's just exhausting. Um, and, you know, that is life sometimes. And, and when F3 is there um, to just, to be like, it, to have you, to help you, to remind you, to, to give you an asthma check, to say, for guys to say, hey, you're, you're with us, you know, you are working or to say, Hey, you know, it's okay. And, uh, go ahead, GMO. Dude, you're biking in the headwinds. What's the best way to make progress and to move forward is to get drafted behind somebody. You got to be out there with a team of cyclists, right. Mm -hmm. To help you get through those headwinds. Why would you want to be going, doing that by yourself? It's like, get up in the morning, work out, share your life, get some energy, burp and fart, make it reset. And, I'm uh, supposed to suffer yeah. silently alone. Su- suffer in my stink is what yes. I said. <laughs> yeah. But another beauty of F3 is help you through the headwinds for sure. Yeah. So as we start thinking about, again, whether, whether it's a new guy who's not sure if he wants to lead, I get that because it can be unnerving and, and maybe it's not a situation. Maybe you don't even work in a job where that's just something that's been mm-hmm. asked of you, you know, and, or maybe you kind of, feel like, Hey, I kind of know what I'm doing at home a little, you know, like I can lead my kids. Okay. Or, you know, that sort of thing, but I'm not really sure what to do in front of a bunch of guys. I don't know these commands and that sort of thing. Right. We have a, we have a, uh, a solution to that. It's called a leadership development process, right? Uh, most guys that are afraid to step in and lead is just because they don't know what to do mm-hmm. somewhere in their heart. They think they probably want to, mm-hmm. they, they like the idea. They, they know they could, mm-hmm. but they don't know what to do. And so, you know, if you've got a new guy who's not, not sure if he wants to step in, then you go, well, what is it that this guy doesn't know and, and seek to make him an expert or close to it. You know, he's, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right. So first contact is not going to, you know, <laughs> he's going to screw it up anyway, but that's okay. But at least he knows something and has something to build off of. Right. 
Right. Yeah. So yeah. hold a Q school or, you know, pull them aside and, and, you know, do a black ops with uh, you and a couple of buddies and, and teach him how to queue. You know, if he's the only guy, I know the guy who asked this is in a small region, you know, I may not have enough guys for the warrant a whole Q school kind of a thing, but you know, whatever it might be. Right. But school that dude and then apprentice that dude, have him lead a warm up, not the whole workout, you know, come alongside him, make, you know, be, be there with him and, and that kind of thing. And then give him some opportunity later. Right. Let him fail. Shoot. Maybe maybe you've got a guy that you're like, you know what? I'd like to take this guy into my wing and encourage him. But maybe I got to ask for some help. Right. So there's a chain of right. New guy, me, guy I look to for advice. Hey, I'm thinking about coaching this new guy up a little bit, helping him out a little bit. Any what am I forgetting? What am I not thinking of? Right. Dude, take that to the shield lock. Take it to your blade. If you've got that kind of scenario or go to the stuff worth trying manual. All that's available to be able to. Yeah, to be able to pull from that. You don't have to create. That's the best part of you guys. I don't have to come up with anything on my own. It's all there. I think the other thing too, is if your SLT is planning the 43 feet for your region, be very transparent about the things, Mm. casting vision, ideas you might have, things you'd like to try, gaps that you see that need to be filled. Share that with the whole region and use it as an invitation for guys to say, wow, I think I could really step into that position and and lead that and and help fill a gap that uh, maybe our region needs to continue to grow and accelerate. So I agree with that. God, did you have something I saw you? I saw you. Oh. No, I'm, I'm just soaking it all in. <laughs> See, exactly. Right. Well, when GMOs are around, you know, you're getting a lot of wisdom. He's very old. So, um, so as you've been talking, as we've been talking about this, I think one of the things that kind of popped in my head is, is that I realized, you know, come for the workout, stay for the mission. Right. Uh, and, and I think that sometimes those places where guys are checking out, and where guys are not really sure if they want to step up or guys are whatever it is, you know, that, that's keeping them from not being fully engaged. I will say, I don't care what you are. I don't care what religion you are. I don't care what work you do. I don't care what you are in terms of the roles that you portray, dad, husband, all that kind of stuff, right? F3 has the potential to make you a better, whatever it is you claim to be, than hmm. probably just about any other organization on the planet. It will absolutely accelerate every single aspect of your life. And I will say this, and guys can tell me, and I'll, I'll go toe-to-toe with anybody on this one. Uh, guys will tell me and they'll go, yeah, it's just not for me anymore. And I'll say, well, then that's, that's a choice that you're making because you don't want to accelerate in the same way that you could. Because I'll tell you, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what you're doing. Oh, well, I, you know, I've got my own gym thing. Okay, cool. But your fitness isn't going to accelerate in the same way as if, as it would, if you did it with a group of guys, it doesn't have to be F3. I'll tell you, there's a, this happened last Saturday. And I was like, these, this guy who's, he comes to F3 some, but he has a group of guys that he does the Spartan and trail race stuff with. And these guys ran through where we were working out. And I was like, those guys are animals. I mean, they were monsters, but every one of them, you know, I was watching what the one guy was leading them and, and asking him to do. And I was like, Ain't nobody going to do 20, you know, wall burpees. There's like a three, it's like a two and a half foot, you know, box jump. And they're doing these burpees up on this. And I was like, ain't nobody going to do 20 of those on their own unless somebody pushed them. You know what I mean? So don't try and pretend that you're, I'm accelerating my fitness by myself. I'm sorry. You might be the anomaly, but I like my chances. I like my chances when I say, uh, you know, statistically speaking, I think I'm going to win that one that 99.999 out of a hundred, you're not going to accelerate your fitness uh, better 
uh, you know, on your own than you would with guys. And I, I'd say the same thing about every other aspect of your life. And so a guy who, who has checked out, I, I, maybe I'm, I'm a hammer looking for a nail, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a guy who believes in personal purpose and, and is on a mission to help men discover their personal purpose and to live out their life mission. Right. Mm-hmm. And so take it from the biased place that I come from, but I'm going to say that if you've checked out, if you've been out and you were on fire for it and you came all the time and you loved everything about F3 and then suddenly it went cold, F3 didn't change. F3 didn't change. You changed. And the thing that changed in you is you never found your mission. You never found your purpose inside here. Because if you had found your own purpose, you would use F3 as the mechanism to help you live that out. I really believe that. I really believe that. And as we were talking today, I was thinking about it. And I was trying to think of some guys that I even thought of, of like, who, who are those guys? And I, I don't know if they're listening. And I hope I don't hurt their feelings if I do. And if I did hurt their feelings a little bit, eh, maybe I don't care. Because maybe they need it. Uh, I think maybe the four guys on this call need to continue to hear that. Maybe you need to speak hard truths, if not sometimes for yourself to hear the own words that you're saying to remember with which why you do this thing, right? Get some. Yeah, that's a very fair point. Also, let me ask you this, brother. So, like, let's say somebody comes along with that. Man, it's just, you know, it's not. what, What if I could offer you incredible depth? Let me let me show you the depth that we have inside this organization. The depth in relationship, the depth in leadership, the depth in community engagement. Like, let me show you what that looks like. That's what I think is the difference. Yeah. And what we're able to do here. Right. Well, that's, and that's part of why that accelerator thing was interesting to me and why I kind of jumped in to, to mm-hmm. do it. And the, I told him the, the two, the two functional uh, takeaways from doing this accelerator thing is number one, cause you're newish, right. Is come and see, Right. And we know where that, um, that so let me show from. you. Let me show it to right? you. Let you me show you something. See? Where yes. do you live? Come and see. Come and see. Come and see. Mm-hmm. And then the second, the second was the charge of go and do thou likewise. Yeah. Right. So well, you said, are you going to do this for life? Similarly to what he said. Yeah. What they said, we have nowhere else to go. Where else, yeah, where else are we going to go? go? This is where I belong. This, this is, is where the truth is. is. This is where the truth is. I know it's not the same, right? Like it's not no, but, but but this is where the truth is. I mean, the church is designed in your, particularly in your spiritual life. I think it, it should leak over into everything, right? But particularly in your spiritual life, it, it is designed to make you a better whatever it is that you claim you are, right? And I think this is an organization that exists parallel to that, whatever your faith tradition is or whatever your belief system might be, you know, that this will also enhance that. This will also is a structured way for you to take claim of the fact that you are supposed to be a leader. As a man, that's your job. That's your job. You know, so yes, I, I, Frank, you know this. I, I dedicated my son at the church, and uh, I was lucky enough to have four F3 guys there, to include Kadri, uh, Danny, um, to, to be in the crowd and to, you know, they wore F3 shirts. That was my one request to say, wear an F3 shirt so everyone knows who you are. And um, people noticed. I'll be honest, people noticed. And I couldn't think of, you know, who else would I want to stand with me and say, hey, we're going to help raise your son to be a man, besides F3, F3 brothers. But here, look at it this way. F3 is simply another, it's another network. Now, it is a network with a mission, but it is a network at its very base of men who want to stand for something very similar. 
why would I take myself away from F3 and thus deny my children of that resource and network? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a very, very good point. And, and I think, you know, call us Kool-Aid drinkers, call us whatever you want. Um, it's a, as, as Dread often says, yeah, it's a cult, but it's a good cult. It's like a, it's a nice cult. It's like the blue oyster cult, you know, like, <laughs> right. So yes, drink the Kool-Aid, get in here and, and, I, I don't know what it is you're afraid of, but whatever it is, give it to a brother and let him carry it with you because we have things to do. We are about some business that needs to get done uh, for men in our world. Uh, so I'm, I'm grateful for you men, uh, of course, uh, joining me here, but also um, uh, joining me as we try our best to lead the nation. I'm grateful for all you men out there listening. Um, because I think, uh, a, without you, obviously we would have nothing to do. Um, and, and also, uh, you strengthen us. Um, we see what you do and it's inspiring. And I'm, I'm grateful for you, um, helping me to live out my mission, uh, on this planet, uh, through the vehicle of F3. So thank you all very much. That will conclude this week's episode of the 43 feet podcast. Thanks for listening to the 43 Feet Podcast. If you like what you heard on the show, or if it's helped you in some way, we'd ask you to rate us, write a review, and share us with your friends and networks. It really does help others to find us. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com or tweet us at 43feetpodcast. The climb we're on to create virtuous leaders isn't going to be easy, but we'll get there 43 feet at a time. Yeah.